The subject of the sixth parak of Meseches Shavias is the extent to which Shmita applies to different lands of Eretz Israel and the lands which surround Eretz Israel. So we saw in the first Mishnah that the land is split into three, and the focus of this Mishnah is the land called Surya. What exactly is Surya? So when David HaMelech conquered Eretz Israel, he was supposed to conquer all of Eretz Israel itself first, and only once he'd conquered all of those lands should he have gone and then conquered more land which borders Eretz Israel. However, David HaMelech actually conquered other lands which bordered Eretz Israel before conquering the entire land of Eretz Israel. And all land which he conquered outside of Eretz Israel itself before conquering the entire Eretz Israel, that land is called Surya. And mid Arisa, that is not considered to be Eretz Israel, it does not have the sanctity of Eretz Israel because it was conquered before Eretz Israel itself. However, because it's right next to Eretz Israel, people might just be encouraged to move from Eretz Israel into Surya in order to escape the laws of Shemitah and the other laws which apply only in Eretz Israel. So to avoid that occurring, the Rabbonon said that Shemitah and other laws do apply in Surya to a certain extent, enough to prevent people moving there. Now, mid Arisa, when it comes to regular Shemitah in Eretz Israel itself, Although one is forbidden to work the land in general, if plants grow by themselves during Shemitah, then you can harvest and process that produce. However, Midrabonon, in a case where somebody does not keep the field open for everybody to take the produce, like he should do, if somebody does not do that, so he's violating the commandment of Shemitah, so for him, if things grow by themselves in his field, Midrabonon, he cannot harvest them in the regular way. He can still harvest them and process that produce, but he has to do it in an unusual manner. Now because in Eretz Israel itself, that is only Midrabonon, when it comes to the land of Surya, whose whole Shmita obligation is Midrabonon in itself, the Chachun did not extend the entire decree onto Surya. Now as we're going to see in the Mishnah, even in Surya, it was still Midrabonon forbidden to do any work on the land while the produce is still attached to the ground. So you would not be able to harvest that produce, even if it grew by itself. However, there is one leniency in Surya, and that is Eisen Batolosh Basurya. You can process produce which has been detached from the ground already in Surya. So meaning, if it was already harvested before Shemitah, then you can do the rest of the processes to process that produce. For example, you can thresh it, you can grind it, you can do whatever you like with that produce once it has been detached from the ground. Because that is only Mijabonon in Eretz Israel itself, and therefore it is permitted in Surya. However, you're not allowed to do any work on produce which is still attached to the ground. And even though this is only Mijabonon in Eretz Israel, so you might think it should be permitted in Surya, it is still forbidden in Surya, because otherwise people will want to move to Surya so that they can work their land. So like we explained, to prevent that happening, this rabbinic decree does still apply in Surya. And now the Mishnah illustrates this law via examples. Doshim, one can thresh the zayrin, one can winnow the produce, that's when they would throw the produce up in the air, and the heavier parts would be separated from the lighter parts. The dorchin, one is allowed to trample on grapes or amarin, you can pile stalks up. All these processes are done after the harvesting after the produce has been detached from the ground. However, you're not allowed to harvest the produce because that's mamish working on the field. One can't harvest grapes and one can't harvest olives. These are the same thing as koitzrin, which means to harvest. This is a special Hebrew word used for olives and grapes. 
And now Rabbi Akiva summarizes. Klal Om Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said a rule. Kol shekayetzi by muta b'eretz Yisrael. Any form of work which in Eretz Yisrael would be permitted mid which means that it's only forbidden mid it is totally permitted to do that in Surya. As we explained, there are a couple of exceptions, but in most scenarios, anything which is permitted, which is forbidden mid in Eretz Yisrael, would be for- would be permitted totally in Surya. Mishnah Gimel: The halacha is that if produce grows mostly in the sixth year. Then it's left in the ground to grow a little bit more during the Shemitah year itself. In that scenario, even though most of the growth occurred in the year before, we still consider the entire plant as Shemitah produce, and therefore the restrictions of Shemitah produce would apply to the entire lot of produce. And the Mishnah says, with solemn onions, and we're discussing onions which were planted and grew mostly before Shemitah, but they were left in the ground for Shemitah itself, and then Shidodalim Gushomim Vitzimchu. Rain came down on these onions, and the onions sprouted leaves. Now it's possible for onions, once they've even been detached from the ground, if let's say they're just buried in the ground, it's still possible for them to grow leaves. So the fact that this onion has grown leaves is not a proof that the plant has grown anymore during Schmitter. So how should one tell whether it's grown more in Schmitter, and by extension whether the um, produce has the status of Schmitter produce? So the Mishnah says, Im if their leaves were black, then Asura and then it's forbidden, because black leaves are an indication that the plant is still attached to the ground, and therefore this plant has grown from the ground more, so the entire plant should be forbidden, or should be restricted by the restrictions of Perez Shavius. On the other hand, Heiriku, if the leaves became very light and pale, that's a sign that the onion is no longer connected to the ground, and rather the leaves come from the onion itself, but not from the ground, and therefore this produce has not grown anymore during Shemitah and Hayyadim Mutarin, the entire produce will actually be permitted because it grew entirely during the sixth year. Now, Rechanin ben Antignus Oimer, Rechanin ben Antignus adds that if one is able to uproot the entire onion just by pulling the leaves, that is also a sign that the onion is still growing from the ground, and therefore Asurin, in that case, it would also be forbidden meaning it would be restricted to the restrictions of Perishavius. So, for example, you wouldn't be able to use that produce for anything you like, rather it would have to be eaten. Now, Rechanin Mantinus also adds a leniency, and that is a Chenegad Cain Meitzoyishavius. If the onion is put back in the ground and grows more after Shavius, so let's say most of the onion grew in the sixth year, and then the onion was kept in the ground for Shemitah as well, and it rained, and let's say the the, um, the leaves were black, so it became forbidden. If the onions are left in the ground until after Shemitah, and it rains after Shemitah, and the leaves are black after Shemitah, so that's a sign that the onions have grown after Shemitah as well. And just like if they grow during Shemitah, it makes the entire onion forbidden. So too, if it grows a little bit on the following year, in the eighth year, it makes the entire onion permitted. We always follow what has grown last, and therefore in that case Mutayna will be permitted because the last growth was permitted growth because it grew after Shemitah. Mishnah Dalet. The Mishnah asks, From when is one permitted to buy vegetables, green plants, on the year following Shemitah? Meaning if you're buying produce from somebody who you do not know keeps the laws of Shemitah, until what point do you need to be concerned that that which he is selling you is Shemitah produce. The answer is, and we referenced this Mishnah earlier on in the Masechta, from the point at which a similar amount, 
of eighth year produce is being sold. So meaning at a stage in the eighth year where there is enough eighth year produce being sold that it is at least as much as the seventh year produce being sold. So now if you're buying this from somebody else, you are entitled to assume that it is eighth year produce which you are buying from him. In fact, says the Mishnah, what happens if you have two different locations and a certain type of produce ripens quicker in one of the locations? Also, Habakir, as soon as the first ripening produce has ripened, then Hutar Ha'ofil, the late ripening ones are permitted, meaning once a certain type of produce is permitted in a certain location, then it becomes permitted in all locations. You're allowed to assume that it, even though it's being sold here, and in this location, there's more Schmitter produce being sold than 8th year produce being sold. Nevertheless, you're allowed to assume that this produce was bought from another location, and therefore you will be able to buy that and assume that it is 8th year produce. Now along these lines, Rebbe Hitter Likach Yorub Miyod. Rebbe took this a step further, and Rebbe permitted one to buy these green plants in the 8th year immediately. Straight away, right at the beginning of the 8th year, you're allowed to buy these green plants from anybody. And you can assume that they are not Schmitter produce. And there are a number of reasons given for this, the main reason being that they would import lots of vegetables from outside of Eretz Israel. Specifically right after Schmitter, and even during Schmitter, they would bring in lots of vegetables from outside of Eretz Israel where Schmitter does not apply. And therefore more vegetables which came from outside of Eretz Israel were being sold than Eretz Israel vegetables. So again, that means that more of the vegetables being sold were not restricted by, by Schmitter. And because of that, you can assume that that which you are buying is not restricted by the laws of Shemitah. Mishnah Hay, continuing with the main focus, the main theme of this Perek, namely how Shemitah applies in different parts of Eretz Israel and outside of Eretz Israel, the Mishnah states, in Mitzian Shem and Shavias, one is not allowed to take out Shem and or Shemitah produce Meharetz Lechutz Laaretz from inside of Eretz Israel outside of the land. Now, what is Shem and so this is something unrelated to Shmitah, and it refers to Truma oil, so that's oil which one separated to give to a Kohen as one of the gifts which go to the Kohanim. And the halacha is that Truma is not allowed to become Tomei. And if it does become Tomei, then it needs to be burnt. Now that does not mean that the Kohen cannot benefit from it. For example, if the Kohen has oil, which is Truma and became Tomei, he can still burn that oil and use it as a lamp. He's just not allowed to eat it. So Sharon Sreifa refers to oil which needs to be burnt, as a result of it being Truma and becoming Tomei. And the reason why one is not allowed to take this outside of Eretz Yisrael is because interestingly, Midriabonon, all areas outside of Eretz Yisrael are Tomei. The original reason for this was because outside of Eretz Yisrael, often dead people were buried just anywhere in the ground, not necessarily in burial sites, and therefore you couldn't be sure that the ground you're walking on wasn't Tomei because a dead body transmits Tumor impurity, and because of that, Medjabonon, all lands outside of Eretz Israel are considered Tomei. So what the mission is telling us is that even though this Tumor is already Tomei, you're still not allowed to take it outside of Eretz Israel to a Tomei place. Even though once it's Tomei, it can't become more Tomei by taking it outside of Eretz Israel, it nevertheless must stay in Eretz Israel. And the reason for this is learnt from Karbonis. Karbonis, which become Tomei, or which become invalid for another reason, and therefore need to be burnt. The halacha is that they have to be burnt within the area that they can be eaten. So if, for example, they have to be eaten within Yerushalayim, ordinarily if they were pure, so if they become invalid, then they have to be burnt within Yerushalayim as well. And the same applies for truma. So since truma has to be eaten within Eretz Israel, because that's the only pure place, 
So too, if it became Tomei, and it needs to be burnt, it needs to be burnt within Eretz Yisrael. So you can't even take it outside of Eretz Yisrael, because then you might not burn it within Eretz Yisrael. So that's why you cannot take out Shem and Sarifa into Echutz Eretz. Now what about the subject of Amsechta, Peres Shavias? This is learned from the Pasuk. The Torah says, with regards to beer, and again, what is beer? Beer is the fact that once a particular type of produce is finished from the fields, one needs to remove it from his house, and otherwise he can't just continue eating it. Now when discussing beer, the Torah says, Ba'artzecha, Ba'artzecha, in your land, referring to Eretz Israel. And we learn from there that at the time of beer, the Shemitah produce needs to be in the land of Israel. So if you take it outside of Eretz Israel, then it's most likely not to be within Eretz Israel when it comes to the time of beer, and therefore it's forbidden to ever take out Peres Shavias, into Chutzal Oretz. Now Rabbi Shimon argues on a slight point. Omar Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Shema'at Beferish, I heard explicitly, I heard the following law from my teachers, that although you're not allowed to take these two things to Chutzal Oretz, Shemitzi and the Surya, you are allowed to take them to Surya, which is the land which was conquered by David HaMelech before Eretz Yisrael itself, and therefore the laws which apply there are only Midrabonon, with regards to Shemitah. The Imitin Chutzl Oretz, you're only not allowed to take these things out to Chutzl Oretz itself, further out of Eretz Yisrael. But Surya, according to Rabbi Shimon, has the same status as Eretz Yisrael itself, at least with regards to beer. It's still considered to be Ba'aretz in your land, and therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, you will be able to take out Shmita produce there. And with regards to Shemon Sarifa, you're also allowed to take it out there. And the reason for this is because although Rabbi Shimon agrees that Mijabonon, the land of Surya, is considered Tomei, there's a difference between the Tumor of Surya and the Tumor of the other lands, because the other lands were considered totally Tomei. That both the land itself and even the airspace of Chutzla Oretz is Tomei, Mijabonon. However, in Surya, only the land itself, the ground, is Tomei, but the airspace is pure. So, for example, if somebody were to go on a horse into Surya and he wouldn't actually touch the ground, he would remain Tar, and the same would be with the Sheman Sarefa. So since technically you are able to take Sharon Sarifa outside into Surya, you're also allowed to burn it there, according to Rebbe Shimon.